The following is a presentation of the Premier Dance Network. Hi everyone, Kimberly Falker here, the founder and CEO of the Premier Dance Network, the only podcast network dedicated solely to the world of dance. And welcome to Pod to Chat with your host, Barry Corellis. Before we get started with today's episode, I'd like to take a moment and share a word from our sponsor. Body Rappers' Angela Luzio is happy to be the proud sponsor of the Premier Dance Network. Body Rappers' Angela Luzio is known for its fine total stretch tights and Angela Luzio shoes. Tyler Peck, principal dancer with the New York City Ballet, is its spokesperson and designer of Tyler Peck Designs for Premier. It takes a dancer who wears a leotard all day to know what is best in a leotard. So Tyler's beautiful original leotard designs fit perfectly, are ideal for class, rehearsal, or performance, and move well with the body and won't ride up in the back. Body Wrappers makes additional apparel for all types of dance that includes ballet, jazz, modern, lyrical, hip-hop, tap, team, liturgical, performance wear for competition and recital, as well as Angela Luzio shoes. You may view all the products at www.bodywrappers.com or to purchase Tyler Peck designs by Body Wrappers, go to dancewearcorner.com or your favorite online dance apparel retailer for all their products. Hello and welcome back. Thanks for coming to chat. I am your host, Barry Corollis, and you are listening to Pod the Chat Talking Dance on the Premier Dance Network. In this bi-monthly podcast, I candidly offer educational conversations and thoughtful analysis on all things dance. With my vast background as a director, choreographer, instructor, and dancer, I'm happy to share my 15 plus years of experience with you, whether you're a professional dancer or just listening in for an insider's look into our fascinating art form. So put your earbuds in, grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and let's talk dance. Well, well, welcome back to yet another episode of Pata Chat Talking Dance. We have all officially survived January, so while it may still be cold outside, we at least have daylight slowly beginning to return to us. Luckily, though, I have not had any time to care about the cold or the dark. In the past week, I have picked up a handful of new open classes in the city. I still have my regular beginner ballet classes at 10.30 a.m. on Tuesdays and advanced beginner ballet classes on Fridays at 6 p.m. at Broadway Dance Center. I also began teaching a regular intermediate level ballet class on Thursdays at 4.30 p.m. Since Broadway Dance Center doesn't generally call any of their ballet classes advanced, I am teaching my intermediate class at an advanced pro level to make sure that it is available to this community. Outside of the contemporary genre, I am also teaching intermediate contemporary classes at Steps on Broadway every Wednesday at 3 p.m. and Friday at 11.30 a.m. through the 7th of February. So if you are interested in fixing up your technique, staying in shape, getting in shape, or if you want to explore more contemporary movement, I've got an array of classes to offer here in New York City. Beyond all of this, I'm working steadfastly preparing a handful of students to compete at Youth America Grand Prix coming up at the end of this month and the beginning of March. I've choreographed a handful of contemporary pieces on these kids, and I am really excited to see the fruits of our labors as they step on stage and show everything that they've learned throughout the process. With all of the private lessons I've been having every week, which at this point is averaging about 10 to 12 hours, um, it got me thinking that I should discuss private lessons and whether they are a necessity for dancers to have in order to, to uh, establish a career. Um, so with all of that, let's get started on this week's topic. 
Since this was my first question, why not get started with it right off the bat? Does a student need to have private instruction in order to succeed in obtaining a career in dance? The simple answer to this is no, but they can be extremely helpful along the path to supplement quality training. The only time that I feel private lessons are absolutely necessary are if a student has been working improperly with another school after they come to a new school and, and get new teachers that are, are, are uh, I don't want to say better, but that actually understand how the technique is supposed to be executed. Uh, or if somebody has missed a lot of classes due to an extended illness or injury. Uh, this one-on-one -on -one time is often integral to assuring that a student is caught up to speed with material that they missed throughout the years that they were not a, a certain school or um, if they missed a couple of months due to an injury um, to make sure that they can continue moving forward with their classmates um, as opposed to having to be left behind into the level the year previous or the year the year the previous year the year later. So while I, I did say that private lessons are not necessarily a necessity, it doesn't mean that I don't think that students should avoid taking private lessons. For me, my family had limited means when it came to paying for my training. So I, there was very little opportunity for me to get private instruction. Um, I didn't really start getting private instruction until I was nearly 16 years old. And it, the only reason that this happened was because I was competing for Youth America Grand Prix. Uh, and a fun little fact here for that is I actually competed in the very first year that Youth America Grand Prix ever existed. Uh, and then the year after that, I competed in the finals in New York City. Um, so that's a fun little fact. <laughs> But uh, yeah, once I got started with private instruction, uh, one thing that I noticed was that the level and quality of my dancing skyrocketed. skyrocketed. Um, <clears throat> just there were certain details when, when I was in class with multiple other students that I would get missed. And once I was in the private lesson, all of a sudden these things were revealed to me. Or if something wasn't really working out, it was nice that we could spend maybe like 10 minutes working on my pirouettes versus like just going through a combination moving on. It's, I mean, now that I'm on the other side as, as an instructor, as a dance educator, um, it's, it's very challenging to make sure that every single student gets something out of your class. Um, I, like the, when I'm at the front of the studio, I'm constantly walking around. I'm trying to get to each individual student. And sometimes if something doesn't click right away, I'll say, let's talk after class. But I can't spend 10 minutes working on one thing with one student because I have all these other students around me. And then beyond that, if I really feel like we need to, say, continue working on jumps or a specific type of jump, I have to keep my eye on the clock because I know that I only have an hour and a half to, to work with these, uh, this class. So I have to keep, it's, it's almost like I, I'm not only a dance teacher, I'm also making sure that everything is running smoothly, um, like quality control. So it can be really challenging to get that, that real, uh, I don't want to say tedious. What's the word I'm looking for? Very specific, very particular, um, fine tuning that a lot of dancers need. So I, like I said, I did feel that the level and quality of my dancing just went way up when I started taking private lessons. Beyond the additional information and practice that I got in these private lessons, it was also the confidence and assurance I would get in this one-on-one -on -one setting that helped me move forward towards a career. Uh, and more importantly, want to move on towards a career. I, I remember 
one of my <clears throat> very first private lessons, I went down to, it was before First State Ballet Theater was a professional company. And I think I taught a jazz class for them because they, they were a ballet school. Um, I was very young. I was 16. And to pay me for those classes, they gave me private lessons. So for a few weeks, I did that. And not only getting to fine tune the the technique that I had, um, getting to talk to the teacher and uh, hear inspiring stories about like how this helped them and how they had this memory of their career and uh, how this correction fed into that memory. It really was very inspiring and it really just want, made me want to work harder to get to where I was going. So I was getting better faster and then I was inspired more. So those were really the benefits of of getting private lessons. So yeah, you don't necessarily have to have them. I think any good school, you shouldn't have to have private lessons, but I think that they're a great pathway if you can afford them um, to really improve. So next, the next question would be who should have private lessons? As I mentioned previously, it is extremely important for students who have had an extended period away from dance, whether it be medical, financial, or emotional reasons, to get private instruction to get those students back on track if they are, in fact, career-minded. Other than that, really anybody is a candidate for private coaching. If a student is competing in competitions like Youth America Grand Prix or an international ballet competition like the Jackson International Ballet Competition is coming up in June, there's also uh, you have Helsinki, you have the Beijing International Ballet Competition, there's Moscow, there's uh, a handful, there's Varna all across the world. Um, also, jazz or commercial competitions, if you're a competition studio or anything similar to that. Um, private time with a teacher can make the difference between placing, showing well, or showing poorly. I, I do know some students who compete as independents, and they. I'm always kind of curious how a 15 or 16-year-old can guide their own coaching without having a, a professional in the studio that can help them. I understand it's easier in this day and age than it was when I was younger because there are videos like YouTube where you can watch, but really um, most people don't understand certain finer aspects of technique until they are revealed to them. Um, it's It really takes a very, very special talent to be able to train themselves off of YouTube videos and then go compete in competition. Uh, also, I think that those who are preparing for company auditions, uh, college auditions, year-round program auditions, and summer intensive auditions. Can I say auditions one more time? Um, <laughs> I think they can really benefit as well. Uh, others who have reached out to me that have been seeking supplemental instruction um, have been, like for instance, I, I was recently contacted to work with a student for a few weeks this summer to replace a typical summer intensive. Um, this student, they, they plan on taking open classes in the city beyond private instruction with me, but what they want is they want something that's really catered to them. And that's really a benefit that of, of having a private coach. Uh, you are paying them to work with you in a way that you want to. So I'll talk about this in a little bit, but it there is a degree of say that you have when you are seeking out private instruction this way. So it can even work as a supplement to a summer intensive. 
Also, there is always the recreational dance student who is looking to use private instruction for fun, fitness, uh, to refine certain technical aspects uh, of their dancing, and also artistic enrichment. I'm much pickier about teaching recreational students privately, and this is a personal thing for me. Um, but just because most of my time is dedicated to helping students working towards a career in dance, that, that's my passion. I love working with pre-professional dancers, professional dancers on classical ballet technique, contemporary dance movement and technique, and also choreography. Um, so I, I'm a bit pickier with that. But some coaches only work with recreational students, and they love the idea of enriching the lives of non-career track dancers with our art form. And these non-career track dancers can be dancers of all age, all ages. It could be young children all the way up to, uh, I mean, I've, I've had private lessons with uh, some women that are in their 60s. I would never reveal their ages, so... <laughs> Uh, one group of dancers that I never expected to work with, but I'm so happy to have in my roster have been those who are supplementing styles such as contemporary dance to bolster their classical training. I always thought that I would be a classical ballet teacher. Um, I never really thought that I would be a contemporary dance instructor. Um, and I have Crush Dance Company to thank for that because they badgered me for six months to <laughs> develop my own contemporary classes. And I'm so happy that I did because now I have something to offer that most classically trained instructors also that, that, that they don't have. So um, it's been really fun to get to to do this and getting to work with classically trained students with beautiful technique and, and teaching them how to how to move. They, uh, they often find that this time can help diversify their training and open them up to a larger range of possibilities when they start auditioning for companies because the repertoire of companies these days is far, far from just classical ballets and balancing ballets. Lastly, dancers who are preparing video auditions should really look into hiring a coach to help them present themselves properly to nab that summer intensive college or company audition. Um, just a couple weeks ago, I worked with a student who... Uh, wanted to have a video taken, and uh, surprisingly, it took it took about two and a half to three hours. I thought it would, I thought an hour would be easy, but to get everything done. But the joy of video is you also get to stop and start to get the, the best end product. So it can be really good to have somebody there who a understands how a camera works. Um, and then B, they also can say, oh, why don't we stop? Let's think about this. Let's not waste as much time so you're not as exhausted. So um, I, I feel that having a coach in the studio for a video audition can be very, very uh, fruitful for a dancer that is looking to end up with the best product to present uh, to organizations for auditions. One thing I should note is that I have almost never seen students in the final few years of their finishing training with professional company schools getting private instruction, unless it is in a rehearsal setting for performance. Uh, the coaching at this point is usually incorporated into the training and rehearsal process. Um, while, while it's not unheard of, it, these students are usually already dancing all day long and they're putting a lot of money into their training already. So uh, there's not really physical time and financial the financials there to, to pay for these extra private lessons. Uh, but yeah, it usually happens like if you're preparing for a workshop performance or a lecture demo or things like that, it, it starts to mimic more what private coaching would be in professional company life than a student going into a studio by themselves with the coach and working on certain aspects of their technique. Um, it, the coaching mimics that already. All right. So 
Now that we have discussed if you have to take private lessons to become a professional and who should have private lessons, I think the next thing we should probably talk about is what is reasonable to pay for a private lesson. Um, and I'm just going to give you an answer that you're going to hate. So you're going to have to deal with it. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, honestly, I don't have an answer to it. So I'll, I'll give you some, some ideas, but I, I can't tell you exactly how this works. It really comes down to the individual instructor, their experience, their availability, the quality of their instruction, the location, and how much you think a teacher is worth. I can tell you, I initially started at a much lower rate than I currently feel, but as I've gained more experience, proven a quality track record, gotten or gained more accolades, uh, stepped forward as a leader in training classically trained kids in contemporary dance, and also lately become extremely overwhelmingly booked, my rates have begun to reflect all of these things. For many instructors, a rate is determined by the school they work for, and it's actually non-negotiable. But for others, their rate may be set or it could be fluid depending on who they are working with and how available they are. It's kind of that idea where if you, say, work with pre-professional students more often and a recreational student wants to work with you, but that's not your passion, you may charge more <laughs> for that because it's it may feel more like work than it is when you're working with uh, the people that you, you prefer to work with. Uh, for others, their rate may be set. So you, every, every student may get the same rate for, or it could be fluid depending on who they're working with and how available they are. Or like, for instance, with me, if I have to travel really far to do private lessons, my rate will go up based off of the fact that a, there's transportation involved that I have to pay for B, it takes some of my time where I could be working in the city. Um, and take some more of my time to get out there. So it kind of pays for that time. So uh, you need some instructors may offer the same rates for everybody or different rates, depending on who you are, where you are, um, and how available they are, this and that. I do know that it is common practice that families pay separately for both the coach's rate and the studio rental. So you may need to ask if studio rental is included in somebody's rate. That definitely happens most of the time if you are not working at your regular studio. I do know some studios include the rate, like if, if they're paying the teacher the private lesson rate, they include the rental rate in there. But uh, that's just something you want to make sure that you are, <laughs> you have a very clear conversation about. Um, Something else that you should have a clear conversation about is if you're planning on using private lessons for original choreography. Because um, not all choreographers just charge a private lesson rate for choreography. There could be a, a separate fee for the, the choreography. Um, there may also be different amounts of time that you can use the choreography. Uh, I mean, for me, I personally, at one point, I used to charge a general package rate for choreography for students, and I would give them the rights to use it for a period of time. And the reason that I would do this was because I didn't work in one place regularly. I was traveling constantly, so I wasn't getting to work with the students to help refine their their dancing for when they actually performed it. But now that I have more consistency, if I'm working regularly at a place or if students can come into the city uh, regular, more, more regularly. I'm going to say regularly again. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so now, now I typically charge a, a rate and like a regular hourly rate. And then I require that I be involved in the entire process for the dancers to retain the rights to my own intellectual property. 
Keep in mind, everybody is generally negotiable, so don't be afraid to ask if a rate is too high for you. Um, but of course, don't be so unreasonable that you insult the coach. Um, if they're, I don't know, charging a certain number and you go 10 to 20 below that, chances are they're going to feel insulted. But if ge- you genuinely have a financial issue where you can't afford that teacher's rate, but you really would hope that your your kid could benefit. It, it couldn't hurt to ask if they could do a little bit of a lower rate because you really want to work with them. With all this said, it is absolutely important that you make sure that your teacher is a good fit uh, for, for the students, that they are hands-on, um, that they have an open conversation with you uh, about discussing your, your students' goals. Um, I mean, like I said, these private lessons, yes, if, if a teacher is regularly working with a student, they should really already know what the student needs to work on. But if it's a newer instructor or if you aren't looking for choreography or to rehearse a variation for a competition, it's important to sit down and, and just discuss what goals you're trying to work with. Um, one of my newer private lesson students, uh, she really needs some help supplementing her turns and her jumps. Um, and it's classical, tr- classical dancer. This isn't like a turns and jumps class, but this is just finding a, a better pathway to uh, strengthen and improve her jumps and turns. So uh, the, the mother and I had a, a long conversation about what was necessary, and I took that information. And from there, I really took the reins um, to make sure that I was helping her with her goals, but also to make sure that I am seeing what she needs and I, I'm in, in charge and responsible for what, what I think she needs as well. Uh, but with all this said, do remember that you are not in charge of guiding this process. So uh, as a parent um, or as an adult who is paying, as a parent who's paying for their child's instruction or as an adult who's paying for your own instruction, um, it's important for you to once, once you set your initial goals with that instructor to take a step back, see what they do, and then maybe every, every six to eight weeks reassess those goals if necessary. Um, so really, I think that that's the best way that you should go about it. I, I don't think that every instructor is the best fit for every student. If you, if you are taking a few private lessons and you don't feel like you're really improving, you don't have to get stuck into that situation because private lessons are rarely uh, paid for and scheduled and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They're, they're, they're not always scheduled in like packages. Um, so if you're doing, say you do three private lessons, you don't have to stick with that instructor if you don't feel like it's really helping you. Because if you are adding this extra investment into your training, I think it's really important that you uh, you have the right to say yes or no. So um, find somebody that's really going to push you because it's a, it's a big investment. I absolutely love working individually with students. I can actually see that we make so much progress when I can focus my full attention on one student at a time. Beyond this, I enjoy getting to push their limits and explore different choreographic elements when I'm creating choreography or teaching contemporary dance technique with these students. 
While private lessons are absolutely not a ne- not necessary to become a professional dancer, they definitely enrich a student's training experience and boost their technique and confidence if placed with the proper coach. So if you can afford it and if you can fit in your schedule, I do think that it, it isn't a bad thing. I think it is definitely a very, very uh, helpful thing to encourage students to get some extra time in the studio and individual time in the studio to push themselves as far as they possibly can go. So I'm curious what your thoughts are on this. Have you taken private lessons before? Uh, Did you feel that they were greatly helpful? Did you feel like they were a waste of time? Um, If you're an instructor, I'd be curious to hear what your experiences are uh, giving private lessons. Um, Or if you want to discuss how you go about setting your rates and negotiating things like that. Um, I'm open to all types of conversations and who knows, they could end up in a future episode of uh, pot of chat talking dance. Um, so if anybody wants to get in touch with me, I will, in the outro that is about to come up, you can get information on how to reach me via my contact page um, on my website, or you can message me on Facebook. And just a heads up, I've gotten a few messages lately uh, through my contact page on my website that say that people are worried that I only take bookings through my, my website contact page. Um, and I absolutely do take bookings through there, but I, I also use it to field these uh, types of interactions. So please do not be shy in reaching out to me there. Um, also keep in mind that over the last few months, uh, I'm very proud to say um, that many of you have reached out to me and I'm also very, very busy teaching and choreographing. So um, please don't uh, don't be upset if you don't hear back from me in a couple days, a couple weeks, might even be a month or two. I'm doing my best to get back to everybody, but I, I usually do. So uh, don't be shy. Go ahead and send me a message. So with all of that said, I hope that you enjoyed this week's episode of Pod Chat Talking Dance. If there are any topics you'd like to hear me talk about, please feel free to reach out to me via my website contact page at www.barrycorlis.com. Again, that's www.barrycorlis.com. You can also reach out on there if you'd like to become a sponsor for our podcasts or to book master classes in ballet or contemporary technique for choreography or speaking engagements. I hope you enjoyed listening in and talking dance with me. If you enjoyed this chat, please feel free to share, rate, and review our podcast on iTunes. Every bit of extra visibility helps keep these podcasts running. And if this didn't fulfill your dance fix, check out my sister podcast on the Premier Dance Network. New hosts from your favorite dance companies are being added monthly. If you want to connect with me to see where I'm choreographing, teaching, and what I'm doing in my everyday life, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, where my name is B. Corollis, or on Twitter at Bariscos. Also, be sure to subscribe to my blogs. Life of a Freelance Dancer is currently archived, and I wrote for five years on there about working as a freelance artist touring the country. Uh, My other blog is Dancing Off Stage. It's dancingoffstage.wordpress.com, and I'm currently writing on there about the post-performance careers of professional dancers. I also have a YouTube channel that features some of my choreography, and you can find that by searching B. Corollas in the search field on that website. Thanks for listening in to Pata Chat. I hope you return next Friday to talk dance with me. And remember to go out and support your local dance scene.